0: Hi everyone, it's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Today we have a super special guest, and she's here to show and teach us. Well, not show; it's a podcast. She's here to teach us all about different divination tools. Most people know of pendulums and tarot cards, but our special guest, Julie, is all the way from Hoboken. And she's here to throw down some oom and some ruins and teach us all about casting, where it came from, how it works, the history, and all of that fancy man! And she's going to give us some
1: readings, which is super exciting.
0: Yeah. If you want to see some readings, she did that in our YouTube video as well. So if, if you don't want to just listen to us over the sound waves and you want to watch us freak out about it, go to our YouTube channel. So without further ado, it is Julie. Say hi, friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. She's so polite. It's great. I'm just happy to be here
1: so first off do you want to talk about the history of what is it oh um oh um.
0: it's okay it's spelled og ham
1: yeah so olivia was telling me that it was ogum for the longest time and i'm like i don't know which one it
0: is but gaelic is hard and they're like the french and they're like what are letters we don't need those they're going to be included but are you going to say them no and also if you do they're going to not actually sound how they look so boom so it's oum.
1: Oh, it, yes okay you want to talk about what Go is it and it. how does it work?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
2: and actually bringing up Ogum versus Oum is kind of fun because Ogum is the man who supposedly brought Oum to the people. Um, so it's spelled a little bit differently. You have O-G-A-M versus O-G-H-A-M for Oum. And Oum's interesting because in a lot of other, you know, magical practices, there's always a really good kind of origin story. And in ohm it's it's very much, this guy came down, gave us language, we were great with it, and kind of kept it around for a couple hundred years. In a historical standpoint, ohm has been around since the Middle Ages, and one of the best examples of it you can find are actually out in stones in Ireland, and you have all these like, really cool mystical stones that everyone was trying to you know, bring back into English, and it was very much literally, this was Joe's land. And a lot of people were a little disappointed. So really, the only real life examples that you can find out in the wild are kind of marking land and territory. But there's also this book of Ballymote, which is from the 1300s. And it kind of describes the learning process in ancient Ireland, which is really fascinating. So the book of Balimo kind of describes the the historical and the practical uses of Elm. And it kind of also represents how much of it that we've lost. So the ruins that I use in my divination practices are a very small amount of Elms that used to exist. So I think they estimated that there was about 150 of them. I use 25. So you can kind of see how much was kind of lost to history.
1: So... Do you choose which ones you have, like, a, like do you get a pack or something, and they each mean a different thing? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying.
2: I I do. Um. So the the twenty five that I use are really the standard surviving OMS. Got you. The the rest, from what I understand, we don't know what they were. Okay. And they were also kind of used for different things. So there's something called pig oums, which I want to find more about. Um, they're really fascinating. And it's more of the numeric aspect of oum. And I should probably mention that olem is, it's an alphabet. So it was just a way of, putting language into a physical form. And obviously they would need to do that with numbers as well. So they have these pig ohms where they used colors and some sort of symbol to count. And it was generally based on, you know, livestock.
0: That's hilarious. So you're saying that like Gaelic and this Celtic languages that were used and weren't written until this guy named ogum came in and created this sort of hieroglyphic system of language called Oum and uh, they use that not only for divination tools that you guys still see today but all around Ireland there's just like random stones that have the Oum engraved on them so like I think you were telling me there was one found in the woods and I think it's hilarious because it's just a testament of how people have never changed and it was like Mm -hmm. Joseph stood here and wouldn't let Richard near him or something and it just it makes me laugh it's like the story about how there was some sort of hieroglyphic encryption on the top of a cave that was super super high up and they're like that has to be really old how did somebody get up here like it has to be important it has to be like some sort of spiritual craziness that there's a literal ruin on the top of a cave ceiling somewhere so they finally did all of this crazy science stuff to get up there and read what the encryption was and they ended up finding out that the only thing it said was this is very high (laughs) wow (laughs) exactly
2: yeah and the other interesting thing about olum is the stones themselves you know the the living stones are so hard to translate because everything is phonetically spelled because there wasn't really a a foundation of it and when people were started translating them it appeared to be kind of a mix of gaelic and latin so it almost appears that the ancient cultures are kind of seeing Greek and Latin coming in, and they wanted a way to kind of mirror that within their own language. So it, it is very similar to, you know, hieroglyphics, where there isn't really an exact translation for everything.
0: That's cool. I, I think it's important to try and paint a picture of what it was like back then, because something that you pointed out to me when we talked about this before is that during this time in Ireland and Wales, Scotland, is it safe to assume those three countries are kind of where all of this came from? Yeah, yes, the, the Celtic nations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the Celtic nations back then, it's interesting to understand that they were seeing all of the Greek and Roman and French, Italian Things that were going on in different nations and they wanted to say, oh, these people are so sophisticated, blah, blah, blah. Let's try and mirror our own society after them, but change it up a little bit. So I think it's interesting that it was a spoken language, but they wanted to be like all fancy smancy about it, like pinkies out. <laughs> And then try to take their own language and smush it with someone else's to make it their own, but also like the thing that they were trying to mirror it as. I think that's crazy. So now it's like, well, we want to have like authentic Celtic ruin Oum things, but really it's not because they tried to base it off of other things, which just makes it so much more confusing for archaeologists and paleontologists today.
2: Right. And and I think the reason for that kind of smushing, as you put it, is... The ancient Celts really valued education and learning. And I think they saw the, you know, the Greeks and the Romans kind of excelling in that aspect. And they wanted to bring that back into their own culture. They had these these monasteries, which you can kind of translate into schools, not really the monastery that you would think of today. And they actually had men and women in them. And it was really just their education system. So the first three years was really based on studying Oum. I believe they, they estimated that you'd kind of study 50 per year, just kind of how they come to that 150 mark. And then these people would graduate, and they'd be known as poets. But poet kind of doesn't equal, you know, what we think of as poets, it's more of a scholar. So you have these, these well-educated people who are, you know, valued above kings in some places. And they're using this this system of written language to kind of explain everything in the world. So you can almost see the ohm alphabet as almost a periodic table of elements, you know, a very very early example of that of just them just trying to figure out how to explain what's going on in the world. And I think that's a good way of looking at divination as well, where you're just trying to find answers and you're kind of using whatever tools or skills that you understand and can use to
0: get those answers. Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) That was a literal poetic sentence. You're like, they tried to use words to understand and explain the world around them, which basically, you're like, they were called poets, but they were more like scholars. And it's interesting, you just explained what poets do. They use words to better describe everything around them. And that's beautiful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to make that distinction between, you know, poets and scholars is because you will have people who are well skilled in this who are also physicians, right? So you have someone who's practicing probably alchemy, medical practices, as well as divination.
0: That's so cool. It makes me so excited. (laughs) I had a thought and then I lost it.
1: (laughs) Do you want to get into divination tools themselves?
0: Yeah, we can. So, Julie, whichever one you want to start with, go for it. So explain oh, oh, what wait. they
1: are and what they how oh, you use them.
0: I remember what I wanted to say, and oh, then I just okay. lost it again. <gasps> oh, okay. So, <laughs> so many people like just living in America. There's a lot of people that are like paganism's bad. They worship weird things and blah bitty blah bitty, bloop blop be, But then, in our society, at least as Americans or the people that founded America, white people. They're like, oh, the Greeks and the Romans are so cool and we're going to base our whole society off of it. And they're so scholarly and they're so worldly, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't know, like when you have, if you're driving on the freeway somewhere and you see a sign for somebody that had passed away, like Glance Corporal Marshal Joseph, this sign is for him. That is 100% something that Romans used to do. They used to do that in Roman cities and... We have that in America. But trying to tie in my weird tangent thought is people here and the people that drove out the Celts in Ireland so long ago were like, these people are savages. They worship so many gods. It's dumb. And they're not, you know, smart. They were doing the same thing we were doing. They thought Greeks and Latin people were super cool. They were trying to integrate it into their culture. And honestly, if you ask me, they... Maybe probably did it better because if what Julie's saying is true, and I don't doubt that it is because she's very good at doing research and she's a very eclectic and highly educated individual, that they had monasteries, quote unquote, but they allowed both men and women in it so that everybody could have a higher grip of education instead of leaving some people out. Is that way above the time of even the Greeks and Romans that they were taking those ideas from? Heck Yeah. It's just crazy cool. I just don't like, I wish people would understand more things. Everyone thinks that they're always so original and that all of their ideas are right. But honestly, the human existence and the human consciousness is just one giant melting pot of ideas, cultures, beliefs, societies. And I think it's awesome that you're teaching us about something that so many people probably don't know and think that it's so far out from everything else. But it's really not.
2: Yeah, it really does show how connected things are and how similarly different cultures view the world, right? Because Oum at its base is a representation of trees and kind of the the magic and understanding that we can learn from trees. And Druidism and and Paganism isn't the only place that worships trees. You know, it's in the Bible, it's in the Torah, it's all over really. It's nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just felt like that should be pointed out if other people aren't making the connection. But after my soapbox, we're going to get into what the divination tools are.
2: Yes, so there's kind of three main divination tools. There's ruins, there's tarot, and then I'm going to include Ulam in that as well. So unfortunately, I don't know a lot about ruins, so I won't speak too deeply into that. But from my understanding, these are, you know, sacred images or symbols that was given down from Odin and was specifically used for divination and speaking to the gods. Tarot is a little bit different where it comes directly from cards and reading cards and, and tarot. the tarot deck was actually just playing cards in France. And then the French society kind of moved that into a divination tool where they were telling fortunes and to me, it feels a little bit more lighthearted. There's a lot of, you know, yes or no questions and answers you can use tarot with. It's very, you know, wide world known and fairly easy to pick up the understanding and the meaning behind the cards. ohm as I was explaining, is a little bit different because it's not strictly a divination tool. It's not strictly a gift from the gods, right? It, it had historical importance within the world and the culture of the Celts. And it wasn't strictly for divination, but it was strictly a way to view and understand and describe the world. So I think that's kind of how the divination flows into it. It's just a different aspect of explaining the world. Um, so there, the two main ways that I practice Ellum are with kind of a, a casting agent I'll say. I have these wooden acorns. Um, and if you watch the YouTube video, I, I go into explaining them and showing them a little bit as well. So there's, there's a way to do an ohm casting. It's called a free casting where you take either stones or there's most likely sticks that they would use and you would kind of throw them out. And then you would end up reading this like a, a tree. So ohm is actually a vertical language and you read it from bottom to top. And it's the same way when you read a casting so you would start at the bottom and that would either be you know the the root of the question that you asked or the past and as you work your way up you move more into the future and then during a free casting anything more towards the left hand side of your spread is going to be kind of a a more negative aspect in the reading and everything to the right is going to be a more positive or a light aspect to the reading. I also have cards which are very similar to tarot cards. The the main differences are the artwork on them. So instead of having a sword or Whatever card you're looking at, mine all have either trees or whatever aspect that ruin would represent. And it also has the ruin in it. And with the cards, you can, you know, do a, a free casting, which is what I do in the YouTube video. Or you can also do a more standard, um, structured reading. One of the most popular ones would be in a spread of three. So you can do, you know, past, present, future. Three is actually, you know, a, a magic number within Celtic faith and, and druidism and it is in many religions as well
0: right have the father the son of the holy ghost um, it's divine holy oneness we have our little it spiritual is. we call him like our spiritual mats mascot for our, our business and his name is agya and he's this little monk that came in probably the second or third video that we started doing he always shows us threes and M was seeing threes for a while
1: <laughs> my spirit guides explained it number. as things happen in threes so if you put your energy out into the universe you will get it back threefold and that's what agya was saying basically when you put the energy into like a seed or like a fruit like a seed from a fruit you're not going to have that one fruit anymore it's going to give you more fruit because it's going to grow the tree that has the fruit on it threes (laughs) yes
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah three three is a good number in celtic druidism you know we have the the mind the body and the spirit and you can do a spread based on that there's also the land sea and sky just kind of just again how they're viewing the world where right? they have the three levels i'm sure you've heard of the mother the maiden and the crone nope which is one of their oh that's exciting Uh-oh. um <laughs> So one of the main um, goddesses in you know Irish faith is is the mother, the maiden, and the crone, and sometimes this is represented within one individual, and sometimes they're multiple. And I disclaimer, I have been teaching myself all of the Gaelic names, so if I mispronounce it, I full heartedly apologize. <laughs> um, but there's uh, Morgana, or you know in in uh, I believe it's Welsh, it would be Morgan le Fay for those of you who know authorian authorian legends she's typically the goddess of death but she also either represents the crone in the three goddesses or she can also be represented as the as all three she's a shapeshifter i've also heard of bridget being described in one of them as well either the the maiden or the mother i think it's the mother but i'm like pulling all this information out of the back of my head and it's it also seen in you know the um, the moon imagery where you have the two crescent moons and then the full moon. A lot of people will interpret that as well as the as maiden, mother as the full, and then crone as the you know. Does crone just
0: mean old moon. woman? It does. Okay, yes. good. Yeah, so you're you're looking at like
2: young girl, uh, a woman in her you know fertility, motherly stage, and then crone. So an woman. So that's why they
0: in like slang they're like you're just an old crony. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow. Got it. I love words.
2: Continue. Sorry. That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. just saying that one of my other favorite, you know, readings is just doing, you know, the three. Although the last time I tried to do just a three card reading, I had a fourth card shoot out at me. So
0: that always doesn't work. True story, guys. I was there.
2: <laughs> yes. For free casting, um, I was explaining, you kind of read it in a tree, but the way that you get there is you either take all of your stones or your sticks or whatever tool you're using or you you know grab as many as it feels necessary and then you will kind of hold them and kind of add in and meditate on whatever question or idea that you want expanded on and then you'll throw them out in front of you and, and cast it. So out when you that say way. casting,
0: you're talking about your divination tools. So like Julie has acorns that have the ruins that means certain things on them and that's what you mean is casting them like dice kind of. You yes throw them exactly, out, exactly and however like they land they uh, kind of tell a story
2: yes yeah yeah um so similarly to tarot you know if a card is reversed or if a symbol is reversed that has a, a slightly different meaning than if it was the so side cool of.
0: so do you have anything else to share about the different things before we get into the readings
2: I do want to talk about keeping with our theme of three is the the three sacred trees in druidism and that'll kind of bring us into doing a a reading. So the the first tree I want to talk about is kind of the main man which is the oak and in Gaelic it would be Door, which is the king of the woodland, it it teaches wisdom and endurance, you know, physically as well as spiritually, and it takes you behind serving into a, an establishment. You want it kind of brings you into that enlightened light, right? It brings you intelligence and information. Wood is well. Door is also really important because of the wood quality. You know, a lot of craftsmen use oak, and it's just a really good strong wood, which is kind of why it's seen as, you know, the king of the woodlands. And one of my favorite parts of Elam, and these interpretations are, each one has kind of a riddle associated with it, or sometimes there's more than one, but I, I picked out my favorite ones for these three. So for oak, it is oak equals kneeling work, bright shining work. And it's kind of an interpretation that Once you understand these small sayings or um, riddles for all of them, you kind of have a deeper understanding of what the ulm is. And moving on from oak, we have hawthorn, which is hua, which I love to say. (laughs) Um, And this is actually a a she tree. And she is the the Irish word for fairies. Um, So think of, you know, the, the fair folk. And one of the reasons why it's it said to represent the she is because of the the red and white colors of the tree, which is the colors of kind of the other world. It it stands between this world and the other world or um, you know, the she world, the fairy world, however you want to refer to it. And the, the fun thing about she trees or fairy trees is it, it kind of has a culture that comes into itself. So I'm originally from a, a rural area in Vermont, and I grew up knowing about fairy trees. I don't know if you've heard of fairy trees or not so they're typically trees there's normally one tree that's left standing in a field (laughs) and it's for the fairy so you leave the tree and then the fairies will protect your crop um and i always just loved that and you just drive around and you see a random tree somewhere in the field like (sighs) oh it's the fairy tree um and it's just known that you don't cut it down because it'll bring bad luck on you and your crops and your family
0: everything that's wild
2: I've always yes. <laughs> wondered why, like, there's
0: always just one random tree in the middle of a giant field. It's crazy.
2: It's for the fairies. Yeah, I I love the the relationship um, between the she and you know uh-huh. normal normal people. Because I, I had a conversation with one of my friends where like something called I'm like oh it's the fairies and they're like oh you oh, you have to course. give them a sacrifice or something to like bring them back to your goodwill and i like threw whiskey out the window i'm like they're good it's it's such a nonchalant relationship um and i just love that it's it's such little like understanding of where they their world is and where yours ends (laughs) it's oh have you ever lost something and then had it come Mm -hmm. back like a couple weeks later so that that would be interpreted as the fairies took it to the other world and forgot to bring it back. So at night the the she come out and they'll move things around and and play around with stuff and they're you know little mischievous people, um, but it's it's normally well well meaning. And then sometimes they don't they don't put things back where they should, but they'll come back and fix it eventually right. if you stay on their good terms. <laughs> So it's it's the little things like that that I just like yeah, looking I at. I want to build a way. fairy
1: village next to a koi pond. I want to build every single building because it'd be so fun. That would much be lovely.
0: Fun. Yeah, she's really excited about it. <laughs> I'm so
1: excited. I'm going to have fish in it, I'm going to make them all out of clay. It's going to be great. And they're going to be outside
0: and away from my house because they scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she's just going to create a fairy garden so that the fairies can live by her house. But she's also going to be scared of
1: that. I'm also going to be like, please do not come in my house. I built you a very five-star hotel outside, away from me.
0: (laughs) But they for sure will, because Tofu will be like, hey, guys, you want to come inside?
1: My cat's a medium cat and apparently sees into the ether or some shit. She likes to watch weird lights. I watched this TikTok, and they're saying that cats have the ability to look into the spirit realm, find Dark energy and what's the word neutralize it? Yeah, is that a thing? Are you asking me? Yeah, because then maybe know. that's why she's seeing things. She just doesn't know how to neutralize them because she's got too much
0: going on. I don't know. I think I would like to think that's a fun thing to like believe in. Why uh, not? That's I <laughs> I heard somewhere that cats are really good to have because their purrs vibrate at the same frequency as ohm and it heals your heart. No,
1: literally. That's what it says in the TikTok is that they use purring to neutralize negative energy.
0: Oh, and then I heard that they also have like some sort of crystal like calcite or something in Mm, one of their their eyes. Well, I don't think it was in their eyes. It was like in some part of their brain, which I know that that is actually a thing. There are types of fish that have small magnetic deposits within certain portions of their brain or their head. And that's why fish are able to travel such long distances to spawn and know where they're going. Because they literally have a compass Hmm. built in physically into their head that allows them to understand where they're going. Because some fish don't live very long. So how are they supposed to know how to get somewhere that they've never been before right because literally the world spins and then all of these things act on the magnets in their head and they know where to go at a certain age (laughs) so it, it wouldn't surprise me that cats have some sort of crystal within some part of their head too and that may work on both a biological and metaphysical manner
1: yeah definitely my cat would let the fairies in be like oh my god you finally brought me the best toy i've ever seen and they're fairies
0: (laughs) and they're fucking scary (laughs) do you buy cat toys for your cat oh no she just plays with the she oh
1: yeah she just sees fucking little fairy people around sorry we're getting off of
0: topic tyrants as per usual tyrants tyrants are you talking about different (laughs) words mean different things sorry julie no that's fine we started talking about um, fairies and we got real excited <laughs> yeah fairies are exciting we should do a, a video um, on
1: fairies but i'm also scared so there's that we yeah. will have
0: to be there so she can protect us <laughs>
1: yeah
2: my with my nonchalant
0: yeah we'll just throw whiskey at
2: them
1: <laughs> you gotta do it in a nice way i'm scared of them <laughs> give them some coin
2: um so so finishing up with the hawthorn um it's also a protective tree and its little riddle is hawthorn is a pack of wolves terror to anyone which i think is cheeky and fun and the last tree that i really wanted to emphasize on is the ash and in gaelic it's neon which is connected to a magician god and i Hope I don't butcher his name, but it's Goyden, and he was a shapeshifter and a sorcerer. So he, you know, was a transfiguration person, and kind of resonates in this tree, where you know it it, it examples of that was not okay. English
0: is hard.
2: <laughs> it is. So the, the tree represents being shaped by outer circumstances. And is a really good manifestation tree. So you can kind of use it to meld reality into what you want it to be. Neon is also closely linked to fate. And it represents the cycles of life and how many changes come from challenges within friction and conflict. Which really relates to what we were talking about in our YouTube video. And I'm sure will come up in our castings.
0: I'm so excited to do cards this time. I'm more excited to do (laughs) acorns. Oh, I'm going to be real picky about what cards we pick. Real picky. I am sure. <laughs> Gotta let them speak to me. <laughs> None
1: of them speak to me. But in the video, you'll see that the the acorns speak to live. They, like, vibrate.
0: Yeah, which is wild because I didn't think that was going to happen. They're
1: like crystals, but yeah, they're clearly not crystals. So are they made out of wood? Mm-hmm.
0: They're, they're made, made out of oak, are. right? Mm-hmm.
1: They're which all is oak
0: important.
2: Yes it is um and before we move over to doing an actual reading i just want to read the riddle for ash and it is ash a check on peace is ash for from it are made the spear shafts by which peace is
0: broken it's just so good. say it again i have to mull <laughs> over it <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. ash a check on peace is ash for
0: it are made the spear shafts by which piece Interesting. is broken. Do you think that they could say ash mm-hmm. as in like they used to use charcoal from trees to write on things so it's the check mark of something?
2: Potentially. Um, I think it, it more relates to they actually physically used to make spears out of ash wood. Yeah, no, I, I got that from um, the second
0: part. Wild. Mm-hmm. I get excited about these things. Stop laughing at me. And I'm going to say wild as much as I want, MLA. We're going to put it on a t-shirt. Wild. She's giving me hellacious be,
1: side eye. <laughs> it should be wild. And then on the back, it should be, shit, my medium friends, <laughs>
0: <laughs> But actually, it's what you say. And I'm just saying it now all the time. Well, yeah, I edit but our podcast, and you say it all the time. if we
1: just put wild on a t-shirt, no one's going to get it. Only the put, cult following
0: will. And that's all that gotta matters. you got to put
1: wild on the front. And then shit
0: my medium friend says on the back.
1: <laughs> or vice versa.
0: Julie's so done with us. She's been so patient with us today. It's great. We owe you a lot. I'm sorry.
2: Technical difficulties.
1: No, it's great. Um, I mean, it's
2: up to you. Do you want to move on to readings or do you want to chat a little bit more about oh, the oh, background?
0: Oh. Let's talk about the background because Em has some stuff that she's told me about things. Um, so M, I think you kind of resonate with Tarot a little bit more, right? Yeah.
1: Ever since I was little, I had, I don't know, I had my first reading and then I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I got my first tarot deck and it's like really little deck and it's got really weird pictures on it. And now I'm actually trying to learn how to read the cards and the meanings and how they relate to each other and things like that. And she made her deck do wonky things. It's the (laughs) only way it
0: works now. So Julie and I both have Irish heritage. I am Irish, Welsh, Italian, and Czech. And you are...
2: I am pretty split 50-50, so my dad's family is from Ireland. They eventually made it into uh, French (laughs) French Canada um, territory, so I have a little bit of French in me as well. And then on my mom's side, I am Jewish, and it's a Russian and German I would say
0: spiritually, and this might get into like past lives, I've always been very drawn to trees. And when Julie started talking about how the Celtic religions basically worship trees to a certain extent or are... It's very spiritually driven in their theology. It's wild to me because, I don't know. you're a know. tree hugger? Yeah, because I'm a tree hugger. A tree hugger? <laughs> well, I've always thought that trees, like, can speak and they can tell stories and they keep secrets and they're not only protectors, but they're also givers of life. And I just think it's super wild that there's a whole religion around it. And I'm also very heavily related to the people that come from those parts of the world so I don't know if it's people that I am necessarily connected to through heritage or if there's a little bit more into it because I've always kind of wanted to go to Ireland and England and I feel like if I go there I'll never ever want to (laughs) leave
2: right (laughs) I can second that it's hard to leave I actually learned some interesting knowledge the other day where because I was doing so much digging into this I started digging into my family history and I went to Ireland oh, um, six years ago, I think now. And I loved Kilkenny and Killarney. And I, I didn't really understand why, but I loved it. Like, it was my favorite part of the trip. And while I was doing this research, I found out that that's where my family is from. They're they're from Killarney. And actually, I'm already planning my second trip back because I can stay in my ancestral family home. They turn it into a hotel, and I'm just psyched about it. But I I love that idea of just still
0: being connected to, to I certain areas. I think that goes areas. to like an epigenetic level, not so much. I think it's spiritual, but also epigenetic. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, it is, there's a new field of scientific research that says your ancestors go through certain types of events in their lives. And on a biological aspect of it, there are things, external factors that can change your DNA Physically. So, like any sort of traumatic event can change the way your genes are expressed. And that's kind of like an adaptation, not so much evolution, but an adaptation at the genetic level to help deal with things. And that can also be translated through your offspring. So, they're finding that certain events that people have gone through translate into their children and their children's children. So, I think. At an epigenetic level, our relationship to the places that we are tied to might come from there. But if it's from a spiritual level, which I think yours might be from more so than mine with all of the people that I see standing behind you that we've talked about a little bit, it just boggles my mind that now all of a sudden you weren't raised with Celtic ideas or knowledge really at all, but somehow you're finding your way back to it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that I just love, and I'm feeling a little homesick at the moment, I have to admit, because it's sugaring season in Vermont. And if you don't know what that means, it's how we make maple syrup. So you tap the trees and you get the sap and then you boil it. And it's, so I think I always grew up kind of worshiping trees in a sense, because I grew up in this maple grove that would just give me beautiful sugar water that turned into syrup and candy. And it was just so magical And I just had such a connection to trees that it just
0: kind of expanded from there. And then on the opposite side, Emily has told me about how she thinks one portion of her past life might be integrated into her life now. And if you want to talk about that, I can say why maybe I think you're so close to Tarot.
1: (laughs) So my life can be perceived as I'm very privileged that my life is like easier because I am not struggling and things like that. So people perceive me as, you're privileged, your life must be so easy. Why are you so sad? Why are you have all this anxiety? Why is all this trauma happening to you? You should be fine. And I think that my past life, I was in a position where I was oppressed by someone in my position now. So I was oppressed by someone who was privileged to the point where I thought, In my position of being oppressed, that people with privilege don't have those emotions, that they they have an easy life. And Liv was telling me she was getting the uh, idea my past life could be from medieval times. And medieval
0: times is when tarot came around. So So that would be why I'm drawn towards tarot. Yeah, I think it's something that your past life knew. So now that you're in this life again, you're like, oh, this makes sense on some weird of spiritual subconscious level. So I'm going to play around with it because maybe at the point in time that you were alive before, you might have thought it was interesting, but it was probably a little bit harder to have tarot cards when they first came out. It was more of like a high society type party trick thing that they did in the high courts. And you were yeah. like, well, I want to have this cool thing that all of the people that are oppressing me have.
1: Oh my and God. now you
0: can have it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, divination tools are interesting now that I've started using them because they're not exactly what I thought they were. So, essentially, how a divination tool works is you put your energy into whatever tool you're using and it manipulates the message that comes out. But what's interesting with me actually doing it, it's like my energy is already in the cards. So, when I read other people, it's like it's said in my perspective, if that makes sense. Like, if I knew all these weird things about you, it's the thing that I would say to you. I don't know if that makes sense at all, even though, like, like if you're doing divination tools, if that's your relationship with it. But that's why it's really strange to me, because it's, like, me talking to
2: me. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I don't view it that way. I mean, you're definitely not wrong. I'm just... Trying to think of how to explain how I view it. For me, it's, it's more of a out-of-body experience where I don't necessarily feel like I'm there. It's because you that have that sense.
0: field of people behind you talking to you, Julie. And eventually you'll be able to talk to them and it's going to blow your freaking mind. Also, can we talk about the little bit of like sarcastic, oh, what is it called? Like when something goes into something and it's sarcasm.
1: Yeah, that's a good explanation. I want to talk about the people behind her because you haven't said anything really about what you're seeing in the podcast.
0: Yeah, I can talk about the people behind while Julie. While you think about
1: what you're going to say. What is
0: it called? It's when a thing is not a thing. It's like an enigma, but it's not. It's a sarcastic enigma. What is a word for a sarcastic enigma? I don't know. <laughs> All I can
2: think of is nuance and it's not nuance. You're the
0: poet, Julie. Come on. Dear what God. is a sarcastic enigma?
1: A sarcastic mystery.
0: We shaw. Um. <laughs> SpongeBob. Best friends <laughs> together. Deek. Yes. Irony. Irony. Oh. Okay, so we're talking <gasps> about divination tools where we usually that use energy and create them and turn that energy of the person that you're trying to do a reading for into something physical that people can do. So you guys are like, I have divination tools. I have Ogum or Oum. Oh, I have tarot. I am a fucking divination tool. Yes, you are. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I'm sorry. I try not to make it about me, but I just think that's funny. Okay, talk about the people. <clears throat> divination
1: tool. What do you see beyond <laughs> Julie's whatever?
0: <laughs> you got a blow on me to clear my energy okay. first. <sighs> I need a tic-tac. <laughs> <laughs> Does it smell like Panera? Oh, it was so good. I could mean, have had panera in forever. Um, okay, so Julia and I became friends in college because we went to a school that had a lot of, like, jock people. And when Emily left, because so clearly she's older than me, not everyone thinks that she's like 13 and I'm 20 bazillion years old. And lives my mom. And um, Julia and I became friends. Gosh, Emily's knocking everything down. The camera
2: to sleep.
0: Stop it. This is my time, okay? The divination tool is speaking.
1: Yeah, well, hurry up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my tarot
1: cards get right to the point. <laughs> they don't have any <laughs> <ancient> <laughs> tangents.
0: <laughs> so, Julie and I became friends because we went to a horse school, and I didn't really like any of the horse girls except for M because Em and I rode together, and she's also my wife. But we started talking. I don't even remember. We were downstairs in the common area by the television, and I just wanted to talk to you. I was like, she has red hair, it's curly, she's a horse girl. I have somewhat red hair and it's curly and I want to be a horse girl, but also not. And we figured out that we both loved Pirelli. And if nobody knows what Pirelli is, it is a certain type of psychological based natural horsemanship and it deals in more scientific ways of how to deal with animals instead of more conventional predatory ways. So I'm not going to get into that. So we became friends and Julie is super great and one of the reasons I was able to get through school for so long and not like throw myself out of a window and um what were we talking about oh so she she's from Vermont if you guys haven't gotten it and now she lives in in New Jersey and it's hard because I don't get to see her anymore we don't get to hang out we don't get to like make curry and watch the Blues Brothers at two o'clock in the morning (laughs) and do tarot cards and like I don't know. What else did we do? A whole bunch of fun stuff. It was great. So I haven't been able to talk to her for a while. So now that she's doing all of these things and learning Oum on her own and going and diving into the Celtic and pagan theology and culture, things like that, what she wants to finally do, which is awesome, I haven't had time to really think about it. And the way my gifts work is, Em loves to say that separation is an illusion. So everything is connected by energy. And it doesn't matter if I'm in front of somebody or not, I can still do a reading Why is that? Because separation is an illusion. All I have to do is somehow focus my gifts to the energy of that person. But again, I'm still just a physical mortal, mere mortal normie. And it's easier if I can see somebody or at least be able to focus on their general energy to get a better insight on them metaphysically, spiritually, mediumship wise, yada, yada, yada. So again, I haven't really been talking to Julie because she has her own life. I have my own life. But now that we're sitting here today and she was reading my OAM, not only was I able to see her OAM and think about it more so and understand how much, like, how energetically charged these little wooden tools are, but the fact that when I'm watching Julie give me a reading and Emily a reading, she has, like, an entire expanse of people behind her. And it's probably the most wild thing I've ever seen. So when, for example, when I read Emily, her one aunt likes to come in. And in one of the past videos that we've talked about, my mom says that when a family member comes in and speaks on behalf of the rest of the family, we call them mouthpieces. Uh, Emily's mouthpiece is her great aunt, Lil. Julie has a mouthpiece that came in the other day when we sat down to talk about how we are going to make this podcast, because I don't know anything about Oum. I barely know anything about Tarot, and it's just not Emily and I's forte, but we are your sidekicks to everything metaphysical, so we're going to go into it. And this kooky man popped up. Just the biggest kooky. Like, he looks like Albert Einstein, but also not. And he, I believe he's related to her, to her physical family now. But I also saw a woman behind her. Again, in the reading that she gave me on YouTube, she said, you have to learn to kind of understand your emotions or deal with them better and you also have to work on your confidence so even though you were sitting in front of me this kooky guy came through I'm like okay that's more of something that I'm I'm used to he's probably just a spirit and he wants to talk about things but I didn't see I did indeed see the woman with red hair and I was like well I don't want to talk about spirit guides if this is something Julie's going to deal with it's going to be something that Julie's going to deal with but what did you call you told me the next day that there is a woman that you've been seeing with long red hair
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, so on a side note, during that conversation, Olivia had me do a, a reading of myself. And she's like, all right, um, the kooky my man. Mouthpiece. The Kookie Man, yes. Um, he's like, Oh, pull these three cards. I'm like, Okay, so I pull the cards and I had this card come shooting out and it literally hit me in the stomach. And it it's this card and the whole reading was very much um, there's a prophecy that's that's coming up and it's very intertwined and there's this very feminine force that's going to be entwined with it, and there is a lot of sun and moon balance. And I really didn't want to get into it while I was on the phone with Liv and I'm like, all right, I'll 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 deal with this later kind of thing. So after I got off the phone, I did another card reading for myself and pulled the exact same cards except for one extra one. And it was the Hawthorne tree, which is one of the reasons why I brought it up. And it was... Oh, I'm going to have this, this she presence of a protector. And immediately after that, I started having these visions of this woman. She's gorgeous. She wears, you know, very slender built, not super tall, but a very thin-ish attractive woman. And I had this very long vision of her because I normally just get, you know, snapshots and little, little tidbits from her. I had this very long vision where she took me for a walk through the woods and we ended up at this cave thing. I, I'm not sure if it was a cave or a door, but it was some natural barrier. And she kind of sat there. And she didn't say anything. I'm thinking it was more I couldn't hear her. Um, and ever since then, I've been kind of <laughs> waiting for the next uh, step in the saga.
0: But yeah, yes. there's something about So her. we have the kooky man. I believe he is directly related to the people that are in your family living now. But this woman, whether she's a spirit guide, a she, or somebody that you were involved with in a past life, I definitely believe that she's here to help you with something. And then there's this giant mass of people behind her that are kind of clouded by this gray mist. And it was interesting watching Julie give us a reading because as she's giving a reading and as me being a medium, I understand what it's like to get information. And it's like, you can't keep up with it. It's hard. So that's why when I do readings, I write things down because it's easier for me. Like Julie said, you get snapshots of things, thoughts, feelings, images, emotions, pictures, feelings, senses, smells. I've been getting smells lately. It's weird. And um, it's as if when Julie is giving a reading and the reason I'm, I'm going on this big backstory is I never realized this because when we were friends and we were able to see each other, I really suppressed my mediumship abilities and tried to hide them from everybody and just not embrace them at all. And now that I am, I feel like I'm able to see more of the energy around you. So as Julie was giving us a reading, not only did I notice that the OM had such high vibrational energy and we're almost like humming and whispering to each other, Julie gives a reading and she'll probably do it again. And I don't mean to make you self-conscious, I'm sorry, but you were talking very slowly as if Not only were you interpreting the physical card in front of you that was manipulated by m energy, but as if people are feeding you information from behind you. But for some reason, there's a disconnect. So it's almost like you're a little bit clouded because you don't know how to focus on the metaphysical energy behind you, as well as the energy that's associated with those physical objects. And I don't know how to help you with that, but it blows my mind. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm real excited about it. I love meeting other people that <laughs> yeah. have different abilities, but are also, like... Sensitive. Yes, mm. you are 100%, like, an in- intuitive clairsentient individual and m is also a very intuitive and clairaudient individual and she doesn't understand how much energy she really wields because when she focuses on it it's like a plasma ray of freaking aura energy and i'm like a wall i'm like oh god that's
1: why i'm around you oh i just i'm like (sighs) you make me nothing will touch you sorry (laughs)
0: you make me feel so much better though it's great and i don't think you understand how much you physically help me
1: Yeah, I know. No, I do understand that. Because my spirit guides have literally been training me how to do that. It's excellent. Because I'm like, I need to do this. (laughs) I don't know how to do this. And they're like, chill out. Do this. It's easy. Do it all the time. Like, okay.
0: (laughs) So, I just wanted to say that. And I'm really excited about our other reading.
1: Do you just get clairsentient stuff? Which is clear feelings, I think it is. Like, you get emotions. Do you get, like pictures or if you have like an inner monologue i don't think you get an inner monologue based on what you're saying
2: um i do i kind of ignore it um when i'm around other people Mm because i get very distracted but it's there yeah there's a lot
0: (laughs) there's a lot it's crazy too because she's saying when she sees things about other people or when she's literally just like waving behind her that's spirit guys that's how i get information is from behind me
2: Yeah. And what's interesting is if I'm getting information about someone else, it's on my right side. And if it's about myself, it's on my left. And I've had times where I've connected with the person I was talking to and whatever its normally in colors, whatever color they're seeing, it cloaks me, which can be a little overwhelming. But
0: you're a lizard, Harry. (laughs) That's going to be on a t-shirt too. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do that? That's taken over on the internet. I don't think we can copy that.
1: Wait, but has it? We literally got it from some kid who named his art project, You're a Lizard, Harry, because it was a lizard.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if it's not TM, TM, TM. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're a lizard, Harry. <laughs> You're a lizard, Harry. That's what we're going to tell people when they have metaphysical abilities. We're just going to stare them into the eye and go, You're, You're a lizard, lizard Harry. Harry. <laughs> <Avada> <laughs> All right. So uh, am I going first again? No, me. I'm <laughs> going first. Okay. We're real excited, Julie. You're, right. you're I get to do the
1: acorns this time. She, you uh, do. They're very fun. But I have to pick them. So this will be interesting to do on camera. You do. Julie's or gonna not be, on camera.
0: Julie's going to be, the claw. Yes. The claw <laughs> knows all. It makes decisions on who stays and who goes. Dear God. <sighs> <laughs> 90s right. babies.
1: Wow. Wow. I have to get it so you can see this. Elevator music.
0: John Cena. That's not elevator music. That is my elevator music. Don't tell me anything different. Wow. That good elevator
2: music. Okay, oh, I'm so excited.
0: So, so
2: it's up to you. You can you know direct me. You can just say take you know this chunk or okay. Or I'm
1: gonna whatever. I'm gonna give it a good feel. I don't know. Olive says I have to like turn my ego off. Let's see.
0: Pick me. No. Pick- Pick me, no pick me. Okay,
1: I feel like you should grab the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The nine bottom ones that are closest to you. There's like a wing of them. To this chunk? Yeah, yeah, those. And let me see. The one that is highest. I want that one too. And then there's one all the way to the left. (laughs) It's rolling away. three (laughs) over. That one's probably abundance. (laughs) That one, Wait. Oh, no, not that one. To the left. No, next. Yeah, that. I want that one.
0: To the left. That, that one, one, yeah.
1: <laughs> God, okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then I want the second one in from the right. <laughs> and then that's good. That's yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, these are the
2: cool. rest of
1: the ones aren't talking to me or something. I don't know.
2: All right.
1: You got to feel it in your tail, Emily. I just envisioned your hand over a certain section and that was the section.
2: All right, um, and do you have a, ooh, a question or something that you want
0: answered? Think about it. Well, I don't know. Why don't you just talk about, like, your business and, like, I spiritualness? Something, else. something greater. Talk about, talk about boyfriend. Ugh, no. <laughs>
2: well, what
0: I else already else know what's going to happen on? there. You
1: don't have to tell me. <laughs>
0: Her Aunt Lil keeps telling me that she's been thinking about getting married.
1: <sighs> people keep coming up to me and are like, you know, it's about time. It's been 10 years. Get, get get with it. It's almost been 11 years, dear God. She's been with her boy a
0: long time. He's a tall giraffe stick bug man.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What are common
2: spread cast things? <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of people do kind of resonate with what is your relationship, information on that you could do um if there's anything concerning you in the future job okay okay i got one
1: i'm thinking you can answer the question of should i change jobs or quit jobs something career-based i guess i don't know nothing else matters in my life basically our business em hates her
0: job right now too and wants to quit (laughs) allow you to read my trauma let's work at starbucks like i am Take a giant pay decrease so you can make coffee and be happy. I live in house though. I need to pay my mortgage. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> okay. Let me bring these so I can read them. The one struggle is my apartment floors are not very even. So everything shifts all the time. <laughs> Patreon we'll content. Got that.
0: She's yelling at the camera.
1: Yeah need to control my editing future self have fun editing this podcast thanks
0: okay we're ready julie sorry
2: all right um this is very different than your other uh, yeah so, there's a lot more you can say i feel like wow <laughs> yeah um so again we're going to read this like a tree so everything close to the bottom is your past or the root of the issue and then we're going to move up this line as the trunk, and then we have our branches. And you can see a lot more is falling to the right. And right
1: the is positive?
2: Yep. Yep. So these are going to be the, the negative
0: impacts, and these are going to be the positive got impacts. Got you. I'm going to put this down so I can... Function, 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 what's your conjunction? Or is it the other way? I don't know. Oh, I just got very distracted. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I really Brains like trying to work.
0: <laughs> I'm parched. I'm about to go drink out of the chinchilla's water. You want to pause?
1: No. So you can go get a water?
0: No, it's going to be too hard to line it up again. Okay, well, there's
1: water in there if you want to skadoodle for a second. Mm. (laughs)
0: Can't stop me now. (laughs) And
2: you wanted to focus on your job, right? I've been asking
1: my tarot cards if I should quit my job, and they have funny things to say to me. Which is probably Mm -hmm. the same thing as what you're going to say to me, because that's all my tarot cards say. Oh, I have another question. So, when you have tarot cards, a lot of people have multiple decks because they do certain things. Would you say that your divination tools help you with certain aspects of your life?
2: Yes. And I do say, I think the cards are a lot easier to do quick readings Mm -hmm. on. The acorns are actually really nice for manifestation and kind of meditation because you can take the ones that you that you feel like you need and just kind of bring them with you throughout the day. there's actually a really long history of Om being used as kind of a talisman to to wear and you know I don't know if you've seen there's you know Om jewelry and that has been going on for thousands of years. so it's there's just so many uses. For them, one of my other favorite things is I'll have my partner just like
0: reach in the bag and pull one out, and I'll be like, "What are you feeling today?" I need one for <laughs> protection. I want to get an evil eye, but I haven't felt drawn to one yet. Well, Maybe you need a looking at them? No, they cost money. A That'd Hothorn? be really
1: cool because I feel like that thing's drawn to you. A what Hoth- is
0: that? Her acorn. Hothorn? That symbol. I know. I got it a couple times. You How do you I'm say not. it in Gaelic again? Okay. Cool. <laughs> I might need one. <laughs>
2: you might. All right. So how I'm going to read this one is going to be a little bit different than your first, obviously, is where, you know, I was saying normally the bottom is the past, but I'm going to say that the bottom here is, is more. Problem. Yes. Yeah. Kind of I feel like the of... last one
1: was like that too.
2: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the, the first two, and again, everything is, is lined up very nicely. So the, the bottom two, we have our read, which I think we all know at this point means direct action. And then the second one is the silver fur, which is high views and long sight. So I think, I mean, it's very clear that you're you've just been reminiscing and ruminating on this thought for a while. And you kind of know that there has to be a choice at some point. That's, that's really where I'm I'm kind of resonating the the problem is. So I don't know if there's necessarily a specific thing that's bothering you um, about your job or if it's just that feeling that something well, needs to happen.
1: <laughs> um, essentially, it's my job triggers my trauma because I feel that mm-hmm. I don't deserve the job because I'm a burden. Everything what? in my life is because I'm a burden. No, you deserve so, a job. It's like, I am so deathly afraid of making mistakes that I my work ethic is I need to be perfect. Otherwise, people are going to think I'm a burden. No. <laughs> Which is why my spirit guides are like, once you get rid of this, then you can start actually living. Because <laughs> you'll stop being triggered by your trauma and stop thinking you're not good enough for things. But I think that's where the decision is. They've been telling me about this decision for a year.
2: And it sounds like um, your spirit guides are more of that high view or that long sight of giving you direction, right? It's not coming from you, but it's coming from kind of above you. Mm -hmm.
1: Because I didn't know I had trauma because, again, people keep telling me that I'm so privileged. Why would I ever imagine myself having trauma?
2: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, so moving up a little bit into your future, again, very nicely paired, we have the birch and we have the beech. So the birch tree represents a new start and a new beginning. And the beech represents that old knowledge or old writing. So it, it seems like something is going, there's going to be something new based on something old. I don't know if there's something in your past that really resonated with you and that you can kind of start off of as kind of it's a jumping our new business
0: point. which is based off of spirituality which is all old stuff
2: yeah yeah I think it <laughs> might be it's also green. very green what does green mean yeah green, I the money, money
0: money money
2: money <laughs> it? it's
0: I don't know I'm just losing my mind I'm really tired
2: <laughs> yeah so it's I don't know. It's very green. And it feels good. It feels like it's going to be a good change based on something
1: Yeah, archaic. Last year, when we decided to start this business, is when I had like a breakthrough in my spiritual development that I didn't know was happening. Essentially, I moved away from trauma, because I moved away from my childhood home. I got a new job. My entire life changed. And that's when I got a new spirit guide. and She was like, let me tell you how your life is. So that's when I was like, Oh my god, I have trauma and now I know how to fix it. I don't know if mm. that makes sense to you in your it, reading.
2: It does, it does. And moving out to the left again on this the same perfect line, we have the furs, the furze, which it's you collecting things. They're they're not good things though. So I'm thinking because these are all on the same line, it's You've spent so long collecting negative energy things that you need to use this this arcane knowledge to move past oh, that and exactly. move forward. I'm <laughs> uh, she's like, yes, I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, right, the, there's the ne- the next a whole bunch of
1: up. pieces of trauma that I'm trying to figure out why they're there, kind <laughs> type deal. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, um, and I know I know how easy it is personally to have, just collect. Trauma and just kind of hold it on to it because that's all you have. Well, it's more like I just time. didn't know it was there
1: because people told me it right, was yeah. there. Right, yeah,
2: or, or <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just have to let it go. Be like Elsa. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pop your funny culture
2: reference. <laughs> So moving up, again, that direct tree trunk line, there's only one here. And it is the willow, which I I love this one. It's such a nice feeling. It's very blue and breezy. And it's, again, that that feminine energy, that protective energy, but more of like a warm, not really a a confrontational protection. And it's it's just going to kind of have that, you know, the warmth you get from the moon where it's not sun warmth.
1: Yeah, Does that make any sense? Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but I know what you're talking but, about,
2: yeah. so so in your future, I think after you move past this and you let go of all that that negativeness that you've been holding on to, you're gonna kind of come into this like moon bath of information and and mm-hmm. emotion, which makes sense because <laughs> moving up to the next level of your tree here. We have the you, which is rebirth and everlasting. So you're going to kind of move through letting go of this energy and kind of move through that, that moon and willow energy into something new. And that's going to go over to the apple tree, which is just sweetness and, and beauty. So there's something like once you get past all of this, it's going to just be like a good apple.
1: <laughs> yeah. The fruits of my labor. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. And right next to your your apple you have the sea, which I talked briefly about in the video where you're you have this moon energy and um kind of current flow within this this new state that you've created this beautiful it's not it's not necessarily maternal, but that like wholeness yeah. I guess. Yeah. Alright, and then the the next level you have two Kind of polar opposite ohms. Um, so we have nothing in the middle. And we only have a, a left and a right. And on the left, we have ivy, which is that spiritual search of self. So again, I, I think it's still that that transition of you're, you're wrapping out into where you're supposed to be going. And I, I don't think it will be easy, but looking at the, the right-hand side, you have oak. So once you get through that journey, you're going to find that stability that you're craving and you're mm-hmm. that you're looking for. And the the top here is spindle, which is sweetness, delight, and intelligence. So you're you're going to come through this journey, find stability, and then just be yeah. good.
0: Sick. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. <laughs> oh I have a new favorite divination tool. It's called Oum. But also I like Emily's tarot cards. They're funny because they're me they're literally a virgo talking to you they're just funny she literally is like i like tarot cards where the cards flip out so that's the only way my deck is gonna work and her deck's like yep that's the only way it work because live live tried
1: to like show me up and was like you just gotta shuffle them and then pull the ones you want from the top and the bottom and then you're good and i did that for her and she was like i don't really do any of these cards and i was like yep and then she did it my way and it worked. <laughs> and and I don't know how I programmed it to, to be like that.
0: But it's hilarious. Just is. <laughs> okay, it's my turn. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. It is. So tired. Alright. So now we're doing the
1: cards for Liv. Yeah. And apparently she's gonna be picky cards. about them. I'm blowing
0: them. <gasps>
1: oh She's gonna give you a good distance blow. Oh, that's inappropriate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm so surprised say that. that that came from you and not julie because julie loves to say things that usually make people uncomfortable because people well, are I immature
1: i didn't start it with the intention of
0: saying it's great of a
1: being inappropriate you know
0: okay sorry hang on i have to focus keep going yes, okay um so we can do this
2: any way you'd like to pick the cards. I can lay them out in piles like I did for Emily. I can have you just tell me when to stop and cut the deck and pull cards that way.
0: It's really up to you. I'm going to do it the way Emily did it, because then I can look okay. at them more individually.
2: Mm-hmm. Alright, so I will randomly place I want place the top them. one
0: on the first deck. I need the third card of the second deck. Ooh, and the fourth one. And the bottom one. Okay. I need the third card of the third deck. Okay, moving on. I want the first card of that deck. This one? Yeah. It's crazy because when I'm doing this, the left-hand side of my head lights up, and that's usually what happens when I do present things, like with my psychic abilities. I think I want the card that's poking out of the bottom on the deck that I just had you pull the top card off of. Other one. Yeah, that one that's poking out. I need from that one uh, the card that's sticking out at the bottom. If you put your nail on it. Yes. And also the second card. I need the top card of the last deck. And also the one on the bottom. Okay. Oh wait, can I have that card that's right there in the middle on the top up a little? Yes. Okay, now I'm done. Okay. It's like the whole deck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> How are you going to spread them out? Are you just going to throw them again? Yes. So what I did was I kind of the one at the very bottom needs to go at the top. Yeah, that one. <laughs> All right. Maybe
1: you should just have Liv no. place them for you. <laughs> she thinks she knows better.
0: You can if you want. Nope. <laughs> All right. I got my Karen wig on. Leave me alone. I'm
1: the best div- divination tool. I am the
0: divination Don't tool. <laughs> come at me. All right. I'm really excited about the one that's to the very far right. We
1: should get you a t-shirt that just says divination tool. (laughs) This
0: one?
1: I can't see it. You're such a divination tool.
0: Here, tool it over. (laughs) Pan it over. Yes, I do have to show you your cards. There's one going to be far to the right. Yep. The one to the far right and the one to the far left. I feel like those are really important. (sighs) There's a lot Mm -hmm. of cards
1: there, my dude.
0: It's because I got a lot of things, my dude. (laughs) I'm important. Uh, I'm a Leo. Garar. Spirit was telling no. you which
1: ones to pick. You already know the answers. Ugh, to the I feel end like of the book.
0: Agya's here. Agya's telling
1: you
2: to pick the cards.
1: Yeah, he's like, you need to listen no. to me. I'm- <laughs>
2: um, what question are we trying to answer? I didn't ask you that. Oh before.
0: God, I put a whole bunch in there. I want to know about my love life. I want to know about my current job that I'm going to just be starting, and I also want to know about our business and a little bit about Emily. Mm-hmm. So just everything. Okay. Everything.
2: Everything. All right, so your your baseline is willow. All right, so we're looking at the female emotion and and flowing and just kind of that sense of <laughs> ladiness. That's a re- yes. It's I feminine this is a podcast energy. and I'm doing very visual feminine <laughs> energy is
1: passive It's not a forward thing. That's why it's like the moon. Mm, Because the moon is not a forward being.
2: And this could be your your kind of, I'm trying to use nice language. I I feel like it's kind of like you settling with M. And I I mean, settle in like a good way, like a relaxed. Yeah, we're trying.
0: I think we do really good with communication and, like, it's a lot to do this whole podcast YouTube stuff with just two people. Yeah! It is. It I is. mean, it's a
1: lot harder when you're alone, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been doing my YouTube channel now and it's, like, ten times harder because I don't have someone doing half of it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I have more work, but still, it's easier to deal with.
0: I feel like Emma's yeah. a sister that I never had, so I'm real excited about it. This whole yeah, and I, and
2: I think she's... She's a good base and a good root system for you.
0: I have a lot of emotional needs and she likes to feel them. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. I psychoanalyze them, which is what I need. <laughs>
2: um, and actually the the next card up we have Hazel, which is intuition and and kind of getting straight to the point. And again, I think this is related to M, where. She's kind of giving you that that grounding emotional support by doing that, right? She's giving you that straight to the source. Yes,
0: she is the mycorrhizal biome that my root system needs to flourish. Take that as you will. (laughs) Because we're talking about trees, and they make me excited. My God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So that's gonna um your base and your root system, and then we're going to move up to your present present. energy level. Um so going straight up the trunk, we have the white poplar, poplar tree. Yes. And this is a, a sign of good health and I think good fortune and it's or it's showing you rebuilding yourself into the form that you want oh, to be. Oh And moving out because we have we have a nice five card line here. So I'm going to jump out and out again. So moving off of that kind of solidness that you're building for yourself, we have the the elder tree and that is on your left side. And this is a, one of my favorite cards because it the literal description of it. It's just makes me so happy. Um, and you had it last time too, I remember, because I remember having saying saying the exact same thing. And it's the end in the beginning and the beginning in the end. And I think it's, it again, ties into that rebuilding that you're doing, right? It's it's that cycle flow. And because it's on your left side, it's, it's you kind of pushing your way through that and it's going to be challenging for you. And I, I think actually your last spread had it in a very similar place, if I remember correctly. And then on your light side, we have the alder, which is going to balance out the elder nicely because this is it's really your card because it's it's the oracle card it's the protective oracle card so you're i i think your abilities that you have are going to help you get through that that cycle that the elder tree is kind of
0: resembling Mm -hmm. right because i think these abilities that i have are from a past life Mm, that makes sense Mm -hmm. what my spirit guide last past life lady is trying to tell me she's like you've done this before you're gonna do it again quit doubting yourself it's fine (laughs) (laughs)
2: um and that that also makes sense because next to your elder tree on your left hand side you have ivy which is that that spiralness of life right so it's you taking your past life's gifts and knowledges and kind of bringing that back into this life. Yeah, and, and the opposite of that, we have the yew tree, which is rebirth and everlasting. So it's just really solidifying that fact that this isn't your first time around, and you have that kind of never-ending source of of this oracle gift, right? Because we have those next to each other, and it's it's good. It's a very positive
0: oh, flow. I love flow. It. it. Makes me so excited. <laughs>
2: uh, and we're going to move up from there, and we have the birch tree again, which of course is the the start of new beginning, and again an- another rebirth. So you're, I think you're just continually changing and and recreating what you need to be um if that makes sense was the
0: birch tree already in the spread of this one or was it in my last one when we did ogham is that what you mean or oh it's not already in the spread right now is it no 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 okay it was when we did all individual okay Mm -hmm. because i was like i don't want to go through two rebirths what (laughs) Sounds like a lot of well, work. I feel like it I, might
1: relate to your mediumship. Oh yeah, because my is not going to stay the same. My gifts are always if changing. You're right. Embracing it.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that makes more sense because it's it's not necessarily you're constantly changing, but it's you con- you're never going to kind of hit your final form.
0: I'm never gonna go super sense. saiyan. Yeah, you will when you die. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my god! But I I think it's I think it's more than there. You don't have a a stop point, right? Right. It's it's a fluid flow of of knowledge, and it's not. I don't see it really being up and down. I think it's more of just continuation. Because
0: actually, I was thinking about that the other Um, day. I'm like, what if one day I wake up and I'm not a medium anymore? What if all of a sudden my gifts are just gone? I don't think that's possible.
1: I think that okay. I think you can make it go away, but I think it'll still be there.
0: Okay. I'm just all messed up because there's that one girl on our TikTok that left a comment and she was like, yeah, I just don't know about mediums because I was watching this YouTube video about how this one medium ended up just being like, or just ended up having mental issues or mental health issues and they're not actually a medium. And I'm like, what if I wake up one day and all I have is mental health issues and
1: I'm not a medium? Well, there's like, there's people that come up to us and are like, I don't believe it because I don't understand why... Everyone doesn't have that. I think you have the ability to do that. You've just been told your whole life that you can't do it, so that's why you can't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of
1: like if you're born a natural singer, you can sing right out of the womb. You don't need any like help doing that. But even if you're a bad singer now, you can train yourself to become a better singer, but you're still not going to be as good as the person who is naturally gifted. Okay. That's why... Uh, my friend who's a medium told me that she stopped seeing things because she prayed to God, which would entail faith, that she doesn't want to see things anymore. So obviously she believed that that happened. That's why she
2: stopped seeing things. That's so wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, And actually, you know, continue looking at your cards while you're talking and I, I think because this is so far up in your spread, I think these cards are being pulled because you're having these concerns. So you have birch, which is the sign of, of a new start or a new rebirth. And you have that next to honeysuckle, which is a secret. So I think you're, you're concerned that you're going to have to change. And then you have the silver fur and apple corresponding on either side as well and we briefly talked about apple with m where it's your just inner beauty and i think you're conflicted between really finding comfort or Is that like acceptance
1: in yourself
2: i think so i think it's cuz i feel case, like that yes. would relate
1: to both of us
2: mhm yeah i i think it's an, an inner beauty and not necessarily a physical It's that, you know, that feeling where you're very confident Mm -hmm. in yourself and you're just kind of like strutting. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's that. Can you read that spread again? That line? Yes. So we have in the middle, we have birch and then we have honeysuckle. So birch is you know the the start of something new or rebirth, and honeysuckle is a secret. So I think you're you're
0: secretly concerned that you're going to have to start over. Or it but might having... just be that my gifts used to always be my secret. That's how I it see it could... too. I think it's like it might just be that my my gifts are my secret and they're changing. Because I used to not be able to read animals until six months ago.
1: Yeah, I feel like once...
0: That was never just always an innate thing. Something with the
1: acceptance of your secret. I don't know. It's the thing that you're struggling with. Yeah. In all of the stuff that we put out. Yeah. What is the word that I'm looking for?
0: Embracing my mediumship. Kind of, but mm-hmm. there's like a thing for
1: it. Like one of the chakras. My throat chakra? Yeah. Speaking
0: my truth? Yeah, that's it. Sankapla Shakti? The throat chakra. Mm, Yeah. I'm working on it. Ugh, Sorry. You too. But that's we have the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I interpret it is my secret is, it was always my secret. My mom's like, you can't tell other people this because they'll think you're a loony. <laughs>
2: but it, it is in your future. So I, I think maybe you'll have to come to terms with that secret in a little bit different okay. way. Because we're, we're also having the silver fur on the negative side, which is. I don't like this What does the silver fur mean? I know it was in
0: M's, I think. So it's it's high views and long sight. What does that so mean? I'm... Maybe I'll have to make a decision using foresight on how I'm going to continue to use my gifts. Because maybe it might get too overwhelming for, for me. My mom and I were talking about yesterday in one of our soon-to-come-out videos that... It's very hard when you're a medium to have the correct barriers barriers to protect yourself from all of the things that are around you. Because if you don't have those sort of protections, you can kind of go a little kooky. It like really starts to interfere with your life Mm -hmm. to the point where like you're just reading everybody. You can't stop. You can't stop seeing people that aren't there. You can't stop seeing things that aren't there, understanding things about people's lives to the point where it could ruin you. And I don't want to have to have that. And I think if I overexpend myself to a certain point, then I might get stuck in that area where I can't get out of it. And that is something that I'm going to have to personally draw the line at of should I continue reading so many people or should I kind of taper it down a little bit and what would be the best in the long run?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely, I think this line is a warning to kind of keep that in mind. And it's It's important to mention that this isn't the future. This is just where your energies are lying
0: currently. It could also be with my relationship too. I don't know. Maybe our business will get, I think that I have insecurities about whether or not our business might get in the way of my relationship with my fiance. So that's also something else possibly. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm i just getting a, a lot of kind of, like, um, mm-hmm. static with this card. But at the top, you have Hawthorne, which I think is a good sign. So I, I think if you keep that last line in mind, it'll be okay. You have that, you have the ability to set that barrier mm-hmm. for yourself. And it,
0: it, once you do that, I think yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, I do. I worry about getting too overwhelmed and not having a good, like, work-life balance and I don't want to have to overextend myself spiritually as well as with my relationships because Brad my fiance, still doesn't Mm -hmm. believe in what I do yeah he literally said a couple weeks ago it might have changed since then but he lets me talk about my readings to him but he just thinks that I have a really good like ability to read people and like somehow just understand their situation and I honestly would wish that he would just sit on sit in on one of my readings. I mean, not that he can hear because I use earbuds, but like Emily sit in, has sat in on some of my readings and I feel like he might even just get a better sense of it. Not that I, it's not that I need to prove what I do to him. It's just like, I feel like it could possibly be. It's a part of
1: you and you want him to understand it because yeah, it's a piece of you.
0: He's accepting of it, but I don't think he's like, I don't know. It just bothers me a little bit. So I feel like if this business continues to flourish, which I honestly think it will and I really hope it will continue to do, I feel like it might put a point of contention on our relationship and it bothers me. But again, I don't want to have to not be myself and possibly do something that like it's, it's my gifts aren't just about me. It's about helping other people. So if I stop helping other people, then what am I doing? Just my own thing because someone else doesn't like possibly believe in what I do or,
1: I don't know. You'd also go back to the not speaking your own truth. You'd be go back to hiding. Which I think you need which to. Which would be get my past. secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cool. I like all of your divination tools.
2: I'm glad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I have a question. So you read them
1: like a tree, so you read them from the trunk and then out like branches.
2: I do. I do. And it kind of depends on how I'm seeing the energy flow so this time i went actually both times i did each branch but sometimes i'll do kind of one side and then the other side it, it really depends on how i think the cards are trying to be interpreted Got you.
1: and it seemed like you were reading both sides at the same time like like a chameleon well no like um two sides of
2: a coin
0: uh-huh
2: yes yeah, and and especially this um actually both these spreads were very symmetrical. So it was much more, you know, this will happen and this will happen. It was more of you have choices. Got you. And mm-hmm. these are the two paths that you could go on. So it really depends on how the spread is, and that's why I, I like free casting so much because it it really brings so much more interpretation and meaning to the divination tools. Got you. Anything
0: else? I don't think so. You're just blowing my mind because I read so many other people that I get real excited when other people read me. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. (laughs) Next week, we are going to have my mom on, and she is, again, going to speak about different stories that she's experienced as a psychic medium. That will be on YouTube. We will also have a podcast. We are so excited and so thankful that Julie was able to come on and do not only a YouTube video to show everyone her Super sick divination tools of Oum and Ruins and Tarot that I forgot what I was saying. Take it away, Em.
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you are saying either.
0: <laughs> We're just super... Thank you for being on the show, Julie. Of course, Is it a show? Is it some sort of
1: it's weird a show. thing? It's like a radio show. We're broadcasting. Podcast. Podcast. So
0: on our content, on our channel. If you guys want more from Julie, let us know somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, you can contact us on our website. There's literally a box that says contact us and you can send in and be like, we love Julie. She was great. We should do more readings. We want to do a live stream with Julie, blah, 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 blah.
1: And check out our YouTube video where we do, where you can actually see her divination tools because they're really cool. Anyways, we'll see you guys in the next one. We are your
0: meta Kicks you